Welcome to Lawyered with Texas attorney Tim Sutherland. Each week, your legal questions asked and answered and the legal news and insight that matters to you. Get ready to get lawyered. Now, here is your host, Tim Sutherland. Welcome to Lawyered. I'm Tim Sutherland. This is a law show and we do legal news and take your legal questions. To be a part of the show, call in at 281-558-5738, 281-558-5738. Of course, that's also 281-558-KSUV. Coincidentally, I'm Tim Sutherland. You can find me online at businesslegaltx.com. I want to do an announcement first. We're looking for a couple new advertisers right now for 30 or 60 second spots. And because this is a new show, it's a pretty good rate. So if you are uh, thinking about advertising, maybe your business hasn't advertised or you rely on word of mouth, this is a good chance to get into radio ads. And we can get pretty creative on this. I like to think outside the box. So while we could do a traditional straight commercial, which we produce for you, uh, you can also talk with me on the air, call in. We'll talk about your specials and your business and things like that. So the sky's the limit, and obviously you get my phone number and all that, so you can uh, rely on me as your your lawyer buddy as an added bonus that you can hit up with your questions like all my terrible friends do that use me for free legal advice. So uh, here's the necessary disclaimer. Oh, by the way, so you get a hold of me on my website, businesslegaltx.com for that. Just send me an email. And we can talk about it. I'll discuss everything with you. Uh, For the disclaimer, I've got to give it. uh, As with anything, the information in this show and uh, what I talk about the law, it's very general. It's for entertainment. And don't rely on anything to decide what to do with your specific case. We don't have an attorney-client relationship. And you should always consult a lawyer and sit down and talk about all the facts in your specific situation before you make a decision. So that's what I advise, and let's get to the legal news stories this week. Here's what you need to know. There is a fake news site that's circulating around. It's been shared probably over 100,000 times by now, and it's saying that Texas has now legalized marijuana. So uh, don't rely on that. Don't. That's what we call the fake news stuff, and that's been, of course, floating around a ton. There's been a lot of complaints about that during the election cycle, and, uh, you know, Watch out what you read online. Uh, I say that for the law stuff. Don't get all your legal advice online. Don't get it all these legal forms online. Don't trust the news online, especially when it comes to you running around doing drugs because you read an article on some uh, BS website. Uh, second big story is that there is a bill that's made it even closer to legalizing fantasy football. It's passed the House committee, so that's getting closer. They, of course, say fantasy football is gambling. And it's just like any other gambling. Uh, Of course, if you played fantasy football, you know that there's a ton of research that goes into it. And you practically have to become uh, an NFL football dork to have any chance at winning. So even if you got some money on the line, five bucks or whatever, you know, it's not the same as playing craps or something like that. Then we've got a new bill proposed to criminalize cyberbullying of kids. So the, the schools in that circumstance would have to do some investigations and try to prevent that and punish people, discipline them. And that's because there is a real risk that everyone's aware of, that these kids who are being bullied and called names and having pictures of themselves posted and just being in an all-out assault on them and picking on them are harming themselves and doing suicide on all of those things. So... Uh, it's good that our, our our government is trying to do something about that. Uh, more news on the LGBT front, where uh, you know this every every week it seems like, and every year for a couple years now we've had this going on. But the newest bill is to invalidate the ordinances that are in effect in different cities. Some of the major cities, Dallas, Austin, not here in Houston, it didn't pass, but they have these protections for LGBT people who want to go into the bathrooms that they identify with for their sex, and maybe that doesn't match up with their biological sex, but they might be dressed as a particular sex, and so they want to go in that bathroom so they don't have to, you know, be dressed as a woman and go in the men's bathroom and potentially be beat up or something or feel uncomfortable or what have you. Well, there are certain cities that have these ordinances in effect, and 
in those cities, you can you can do what you want. You can't be in, get in trouble for doing that if you're an LGBT person. And we would have the state essentially say that those ordinances are, are no longer good law. They're they're gone. They're invalidated. So if you've got that and you're relying on that in Dallas or Austin, it could be that very soon, even though that's on the books in the city, it's unenforceable and you've got no protections anymore. And finally, we've got the Texas voter ID law, which was struck down again by another federal judge. And this time the judge is claiming that it is that the, the reason for the bill is essentially unexplainable on any grounds other than being a racist bill and trying to prevent people of color who I, I guess they believe are less likely to have an ID card, a picture ID card. I don't know where the research comes from that or if anybody's looking at actual uh, numbers or polls or surveys or anything like that, but supposedly in this court case, somehow they've decided that people of, of, of a color or uh, minorities or whatever are like less likely to have a, a photo ID. So there's some insinuation that we passed this law because we knew this and we decided that if we if we make you have a photo ID, then you're you're not going to be able to vote. We're going to get rid of all these minorities, and then only the white guys are going to be able to throw votes out there. Uh, that's what the judges are saying. I don't. I, I didn't check to see if this particular judge, who he was appointed by a federal judge, so appointed, if it was a Republican or a Democrat. You know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, that is the law now, and so the the law is struck down. And he wasn't exactly gentle in criticizing it. So, uh, you know, anytime I see uh, the race card being played uh, and saying, you know, whoever passed this law is racist, I kind of think it's unnecessary to make an enormous political statement out of uh, a court case, if you're a judge, especially. I mean, you know, if you're a lawyer, you've got to represent your client, but uh, it's going a little far there. So um, best advice I can give you, though, today is don't run around openly smoking pot because you read something on the Facebook. That would be a terrible idea, uh, which can definitely get you in a bunch of trouble. Um, we are going to be taking your calls, of course, if they come in and they are not uh, just absurd. A lot of times we get crazy questions that have nothing to do with the law on this show, surprisingly, despite the fact that it's called lawyered, which means that I'm going to give you some lawyering. And if you say something incredibly dumb, I might uh, make fun of you a bit. But if you do have a real law question, maybe about business or about your rights or somebody's done you wrong, somebody's injured you, somebody stole all your stuff, you've got a contract and you want to get out of it, etc., then go ahead and you can give us a call. It's 281-558-5738. And then what we've been doing is we've had all these written questions that flow in throughout the week. And so I'm able to pick some of the more relevant ones. I could share the silly ones with you guys, and it'd probably be really entertaining, but it would be of no benefit at all. And so we take those questions, we kind of anonymize them. We don't use your name. We fix it up so it's very general. And, uh, you know, there's no no way to figure out who wrote it. I would never say your name. And uh, we're able to go through those and answer them, and I think it's it's good information. So uh, with that... We're going to go into our first break, and when we come back, we're going to take a few questions, a call or two, and then uh, we'll move along with the show. Be right back. Got a question for Tim? Phone lines are open, 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Are you a business owner using contracts you found online and Google for free legal advice? Don't settle for second-rate legal counsel. You need a custom contract to protect your business. With the right contract language, you can protect your company and the deals you make with third parties. And if something gets misinterpreted, your contract can help you find a quick resolution to your dispute. Attorney Tim Sutherland can help you identify your goals and can draft, review, and negotiate contracts that help you achieve those goals. The right advice can help neutralize risks before they become big problems. 
Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session to get your business on the right track. Go to businesslegaltx.com now. Don't wait. Here's some other good reasons to go to businesslegaltx.com. Maybe some of you are finally starting up a business from that lifelong passion you've always had. Or maybe you came up with a great idea just last week that you're eager to monetize. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session and get your business on the right track. You supply the talent, ideas, and ambition. We'll supply the legal guidance to help your startup with formation, IP protection, and growth strategies. Go to businesslegaltx.com now and set up a free meeting to plan for your business today. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting ENERGY to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting ENERGY to 321321. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. So again, text ENERGY to 321321. PatriotSoftware.com Accounting and payroll Keep your time and money Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. While building five successful businesses, I've experienced fires, water damage, employee problems, and just about every problem you can imagine. But I have to tell you, one of my least favorites is having to tell my wife, Honey, the business needed some cash, so I had to hock the house. And waiting for her response of... If bankers weren't so strict, we small business owners wouldn't need to mortgage our homes to help our businesses. But they are, so we do. That's why I built Patriot Software, to give you an extremely affordable payroll solution so you don't have to hock your house. Our payroll starts at just $10 a month. And if you need help with your payroll, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code RADIO, and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. Welcome back to Lawyered. I'm Tim Sutherland, and this is a law show where we talk legal news and take your legal questions. To be a part of the show, call in at 281-558-5738, and we can discuss your questions. On the line right now, we've got Dan. Dan, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thanks. Um, last thing about a writ of execution, how long is good for? I want a lawsuit, and so they told me to take it to a lawyer and get a writ of execution and need to take it to a constable and have this the bitter guy's junk, Steve. Take it away and give it to me. Pay the debt. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he did a writ of execution, but he's not going to do anything else. And so I'm wondering, it is in October. It's still good. Uh, well, all right. So this is a, a, a good question. So you already won your lawsuit. Yes. Right? And so you've already got a judgment against somebody. How much is the judgment for? And it's $80,000. Okay. Um, so that's a good amount of money. And you hired a lawyer. And then he is, what What did he do for you? He did a writ of execution, but he's not going to take it to a consul or nothing. Okay. So is he, is he just refusing to do that, or you have an offer to pay him to do that? He's refusing to do it. And I'm okay. paying $300. Okay. Uh, oh, just to get the writ. Yeah, well, I thought he was going to take it to a consul. But it is in October. Is the writ still good that long? Or no, it's, use it and do it myself? it's... No, it's not still good. You're going to have to get another one. Okay. It only costs $8. And yeah. I do uh, a writ. Can I do one pro se, a pro se writ of execution? Yeah, you can do everything pro se, uh, generally, unless you own a company. If you own a company, you've got to appear in court with, on, have a lawyer for the company. So is this you individually, or you have a company? It's just me. Just okay, right. then yes, you could do that. And okay. I would ask, I would ask your lawyer for a copy of the documents he filed, and then. I've got that. Okay, so you you could basically copy that. It may take you a little bit of time, or you may be able to ask him. There, there is a, a bit of an argument to say. 
you know, listen, lawyer, I paid you to draft this, and obviously you probably charged me to type every word, so give me the Word document that you used, not the PDF that you filed with the, I'm talking document formats here, but if you get the Word document, then you can just kind of, the only thing you'd really need to change is that you wouldn't sign it on the bottom of the pleading as the lawyer, you'd sign it as yourself, and then... No, okay, I've got the document, it's in the court files, i got a copy of it from the court. Yeah, but you need a, you need a new Word document, you're going to have to change some dates on there and things. Just, just change dates, that's all? Yeah, and well, you have to take your lawyer's name off of that. You can't file something with his name on it if if you're not him. Oh yeah. So you you'd you put your name and, and put pro se, and then you could file it, and then the it only thing costs eight dollars. Only costs eight dollars to talk to the clerk. Right, and so once you've got it, you need to move pretty quickly. You need to return that within I think it's it's either thirty, sixty, or ninety days. The maximum is ninety days, and then you've got to reissue, get it reissued. So. It's a real hassle to collect a judgment, generally. Uh, you've got to go after the non-exempt property, which there's a long list of exempt property. And then eventually, like you said, you're gonna, somebody's going to have to go to the constable and give them the writ, which will order that constable to go to this person that you've got the judgment against. Right. He said he would do this. He took it to the last known residence. He's still there, but he knows his name is in. Okay. And is he just dodging the sheriff and not answering the phone? Oh, yeah. Or not answering anything? Yeah, absolutely. He's a disbarred lawyer. Okay. <laughs> real crook. Oh, my. Yeah, I was subpoenaed by the, by the State Board of Texas to testify against him in criminal court. And did you he go? prison time and fine for what I said. And he's actually a dangerous man. I was told he's a dangerous person. So here I'm going to witness him against his gangster. And then uh, <laughs> I've, I've had screws put in my tires. I've had the front door of my door. House blast kicked in, and uh, it's no joke. Oh my! Well, you're you're in. Uh, well, it's for such a good amount of money that I think I would go after it anyways. But if it was small, I would say you might want to leave this one alone because it might not be worth the uh, the hassle. But good luck to you, and yeah, might, you might as well go get that yourself. And then yeah, just, I, went, I went to the FBI. And they said I should move, leave town. That's well. This is all crazy. All of this. He's is... a real crook. I'm like an international gangster. I like. He's selling car. You get stuff overseas, and he's a real genuine 100%. Well, I would always recommend that you don't hire a crook gangster as your lawyer. But thank you very much for the call, and do follow up. Let us know how it turns out if you if you make it through. uh, You know, if you're still alive and everything. If this this disbarred, crazy lunatic lawyer allows you to keep keep on keeping on. See what you charge to do it. All right, go for it. All right, what's going on? We got uh, Patsy on the line. Yeah. Hi, Patsy. Welcome to Lawyered. What do you got? Hi. What kind of question do you have? Uh, we received a letter from the Attorney General stating that we needed to be in court on a certain date, mm-hmm. but haven't been served any papers letting us know what what it's for. And if we're not served papers, do we still have to go to court because we just got that letter from the Attorney General? Oh, this is a good one. So, general service. I don't think there are any specific exemptions for the attorney general to order someone to court without actually serving them with a subpoena. The way I get people to court is I have to fill out a subpoena, which I can issue just like the attorney general can issue. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to deliver it to them and get get them to sign off. And... I, I, I assume you're not dodging service or anything like that as far as... No, the, the court, I mean, we we got it all settled last year, like last May or June. It was all settled up, and now um, they're saying we need to go back to court um, in May, and we haven't been served any papers, but I'm just wondering if, because we got that letter from Attorney General, that we still have to go. Well, one thing that I would ask you, so this is not your first time in court with the Attorney General? Right. Okay, so it could, so, all right, service is something that happens in the very beginning of the lawsuit if you're a defendant. you got to serve someone so they know they've been sued. And then if you are not in the, in the lawsuit, let's say you're just uh, a witness that someone needs, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you would get subpoenaed to drag you into court and be a witness if you didn't want to go voluntarily. And so if you're already in the case and you're a defendant, then mm-hmm. the attorney general could set a court date with the court 
for it. Maybe they're filing something, a motion, for example, like a motion to examine your bank accounts or to make you produce a bunch of documents that you don't want to give them or you haven't, you haven't answered. They would set that motion with the court and be asking the court to force you to do something. And all they've got to do is advise you in writing that you've got a court date. And sometimes you do that by email or fax or by mailing it, by, usually by certified mail if you want to be careful. Uh, or just by by regular mail. And so that could be the issue. And I, I don't know, when's your court date? Is it soon? May 1st. Yeah, I think that you're going to need to go. Okay. Uh, well, the thing is, we don't know what they want or anything. They didn't tell us. It just says go to court on May 1st. You have a court, yeah. And it doesn't say what the court date's for. Right, exactly. So we have no clue what this is all about. Yeah, that's very strange because when I, for example, when I tell other lawyers that we're going to court, I have to specifically state what the the purpose is. Like, I filed this against you. You need to get a response on file, and then we're going to show up in court and argue about it on this date at this time, and it's going to be a 10-minute hearing or something like that. You can't just show up and you're clueless while the attorney general is ready to go, locked and loaded. That doesn't make much sense. So... Number one, I would say it's not a good idea to just say, well, I wasn't served by a a constable or a process server, so I'm just not going to go. That's not a good idea. I would say you need to you need to dig into this and contact whoever's number is on the on the letterhead that you received. Well, we try to contact the attorney generals and you can't get through to anybody. Well, contact the court then. You're you're a pro se. I assume you don't have an attorney. So. There's no. no there's no shame in just calling the court clerk. And well, I know. We've done that, too. And they say, well, we can't tell you anything. You need to uh, talk to your lawyer or something. We don't have a lawyer. We can't keep going back to court and paying lawyers. Like, you know how much y'all charge. I do. We've already wasted $8,000 last year on a bunch of junk. Yeah, and we got it taken care of, and now they want us to go back again. Well, we just definitely don't have any more money. And is the so, attorney general trying to make you pay money, or are they trying to force you to? Do I don't something? know. I mean, it's already been taken out of my husband's social security check, so I, I don't I, know what else they want. I think that you should, even if you don't. I think number one, there is there an email address on the on the letter. I think you need to create a paper trail of you trying to deal with this so you look like okay. you're not just ignoring it. And you would do that by find an email address. If you've got this guy's name or girl's name who sent you the letter, just mm-hmm. try to go online, and they're all listed on the on the website for the mm-hmm. attorney general, the government website. You got, And then throw their name on an email and pick four other people and stick them on there too. And just okay. sit, draft an email and say, it says I've got court, I've got this letter. You could scan the letter if you want, stick it on there as an attachment, and say, why yeah. are we going to court? What do you want? I never got served, and I, I don't understand what you guys are doing. I've tried to call the court. Send it to the court, too. Whatever court you're in, there's somebody called a court coordinator, and there mm-hmm. is a the judge has his own clerk as well, and you can get their emails on there. And I, mm-hmm. I know for a lawyer, I wouldn't be sending all these emails to everybody, but, I mean, you're a pro se person. So it's not yeah. fair for you to be completely clueless in the justice right. system and them have all the cards stacked against you. And you be even if you go to court, you have no idea why you're there or what you're supposed to be arguing. You can't be prepared. You're not going to have anything with you to support your case. And yeah. so it's a really it's a terrible position to be in. So create <laughs> a paper trail. Mm-hmm. to show that you weren't just ignoring this and pretending it was going to go away, because it's probably not. So the emails, send a letter to that address. Same mm-hmm. thing, asking the questions, and throw one to the court as well. And hope that someone okay. gets back to you. And I think somebody will, because now you've got proof that you're trying in this case, and you're not just wishing it away. Good luck to you. And with that, thank you for the call. We're going to go into our second break, and when we come back, we're going to take some of our written questions that we've collected throughout the week. Got a question for Tim? Phone lines are open. 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. 
Are you a business owner using contracts you found online and Google for free legal advice? Don't settle for second-rate legal counsel. You need a custom contract to protect your business. With the right contract language, you can protect your company and the deals you make with third parties. And if something gets misinterpreted, your contract can help you find a quick resolution to your dispute. Attorney Tim Sutherland can help you identify your goals and can draft, review, and negotiate contracts that help you achieve those goals. The right advice can help neutralize risks before they become big problems. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session to get your business on the right track. Go to businesslegaltx.com now. Don't wait. Here's some other good reasons to go to businesslegaltx.com. Maybe some of you are finally starting up a business from that lifelong passion you've always had. Or maybe you came up with a great idea just last week that you're eager to monetize. Go to businesslegaltx.com to Set up a free strategy session and get your business on the right track. You supply the talent, ideas, and ambition. We'll supply the legal guidance to help your startup with formation, IP protection, and growth strategies. Go to businesslegaltx.com now and set up a free meeting to plan for your business today. The world's largest selection of Made in America solidwood furniture is available right now at all three gallery furniture locations. Solidwood Made in America bedroom furniture, dining room furniture, sideboards, entertainment centers, coffee and end tables. This Made in America furniture is made by a labor of love by American craftsmen and gallery furniture saves you money on Made in America furniture today. Buy your Made in America solidwood furniture today. Gallery delivers tonight. Hey, 700 listeners, this is Roland, the voice of Battleground Speedway. You looking for something to do exciting on a Saturday night? I've got the answer. Come on out to Battleground Speedway for some dirt slinging, side-by-side dirt track racing. We're located at 10, 625 FM 2100, just north of Highlands. Every Saturday night, we have different classes of dirt track racing. For further information, go to www battlegroundspeedway.com. We will see you there. This is Paul Bettencourt. Don't let rising property values creep up on you. Protest now. Sign up with Bettencourt Tax Advisors by going online to btanow.com or by calling Paul's professional property team at 713-263-6100. Offices located at 14090 Southwest Freeway, Sugarland, Texas. Thinking of buying a home? It's important to start off with a solid pre-approval. Hi, I'm Kathy Baker from Baker Mortgage. Yes, we ask a lot of questions, but that's because we're not going to give you a pre-approval that's going to blow up as you're trying to cross the finish line. What's figured in there for property taxes? If it didn't come up, you really don't know what you're pre-approved for. That should make you wonder what else they may have left out. At Baker Mortgage, we get it right. Folks, we haven't been around for 60 years because we're lucky. Yes, we have wholesale rates, 80-10-10s, and all kinds of programs, but in the end, it's really about taking good care of people, and they continue to come back and send their kids, their friends, and sometimes their parents. Whether you're buying, building, or refinancing, call us at Baker Mortgage. We're at 281-313-6683. That's 281-313-MOVE or directly at BakerMortgage.com. Equal housing lender. License 263213. Welcome back to Lawyered. I'm Tim Sutherland. Still taking calls. We've got a bunch of uh, our, our written questions to get to. And for now, though, maybe we should jump into Mr. Ron. Yeah, I'm here. And what are you calling about? What's your legal issue? What can I help you with? It's concerning traffic tickets and, and putting them into a different category where they have no jurisdiction. The reality is that when an officer pulls you over, his jurisdiction is his gun. It's not his badge, it's not his uniform, nor is it the county or the court. The jurisdiction, you must obey that gun. So he gives you a ticket, and on the ticket you sign, without prejudice, UCC 1-207 and 1-308. And at the top you write, no contract, and at the bottom you write, no con- no, uh, do not consent. Now what you do is you take that ticket with a writ, and you make a writ of, that they have no jurisdiction, and that you do not contract with the local municipality. 
and you take that and you into any court, have it stamped, then mail it to them, certified mail, and if they do call you into court on the date, you go in, and when you go in, you say, I enter under threat, duress, and coercion, and I am in your jurisdiction only by force. And also, we know that the officers are bailiffs, they have weapons, so you have to obey. But that's the only jurisdiction. And you explain to the court that I have a lien on my inus legis. Now, that is Latin for straw man or the capital letter person that they addressed. And you point out to the court. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I have, and I also, how much is a a traffic ticket is like $100? Are you a lawyer or something like that or what? Is this something you do? So you got one traffic ticket and you decided to just challenge the whole court system? Oh, I've done dozens of them through the years. And they've all, you've never had to pay a traffic ticket. And they disappear because they do not have jurisdiction. I don't think they want to deal with you. I think they're thinking, we've got a $100 ticket and this guy's showing up with a stack of books and and a philosophical argument that there's no jurisdiction. They're like, screw this, we're out. That's right. It's an interesting argument, and I think that there—I know that there's a lot of commentary on this. I've heard about it for traffic tickets. I don't do traffic ticket law because I, I you know, I can't imagine someone paying me to fight their hundred-dollar ticket. But I know yeah. people do it, and I, you know, obviously, everyone knows that these traffic tickets are an enormous pain. But I, I, I don't—I I get what you're saying about the tickets and how when you get pulled over, you're you're forced to sign it, but you're not, you know, you're not admitting any guilt. Yeah, I, I don't get the whole thing about the gun. It's not like the cop's going to sue you. If, well, right, he's, not gonna, he's not going to shoot. He's not going to okay. shoot you if you don't sign the ticket, though. You're just going to. You're st- you still got the ticket whether you sign it or not. Yeah, uh, a bow and arrow that would work too, or a sword that would work. A weapon is the jurisdiction. That's it. Well, that's, I mean, that's not a real. That's not a real. That's a real sentence you just said. It just doesn't mean anything. It. 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 Uh, the weapon is a jurisdiction is in a court. So does the court have jurisdiction to punish you or not is the real question. And the the officer, of course, can issue you a citation. There are laws, there are traffic laws, and if you're violating a traffic law, then the officer writes down what you did wrong, what's your infraction, and then gives you a court date. And so I think what you're saying is that when you go to court, the court has no power to enforce the traffic laws of the state of Texas, which sounds not true to me, and it doesn't make much sense. So we have no traffic laws here that are enforceable. And so does that mean that if you're caught smoking a joint on the corner, which is another criminal law, that the court can't do anything to you about that? That would seem to make sense. If you murder someone, there's another criminal law, no th- no authority over that. It sounds like anarchy, and I cannot imagine how that would work out. But thank you for the call. You are losing it. You are off your rocker and a, a tin-hatted person, potentially. You know? could, and, I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You're a wild thinker, out of the, way outside the box. He could write a book, I bet you. The box is shattered. He needs a blog. He should be a blogger. You should be a blogger <laughs> on, make it the uh, traffic anarchy blog and just write about your experiences. Put a recorder in your pocket the next time you go to court, and I want to hear it, because that way I can hear the judge uh, go wild on you. Judges usually aren't going to let you rant like that. Uh, there's no way they're going to be like, they start rolling their eyes and sitting back and they're thinking, why did I ever leave my law firm job and take this? So I have to deal with people. You know, I thought I was smart, but half of that I didn't understand. Well, I, I, I understood I, what he was saying. I was trying to follow it. And it's, it's one of those things where if I met with him, I would, I would take a ton of notes and then there's 50 different things I'd have to research. And I would be surprised there may be a, uh, a ruling on this already somewhere in Texas, and I, you know, I'm not going to go research it because I don't care about the traffic law. And I, you know, if you challenge a traffic ticket, the odds are that you know something good is going to happen in your favor. That's there's a whole market for this with lawyers, and so obviously, if you even challenge it instead of just paying it, you're getting some leeway. And I imagine that's because we have limited resources in the courts. So, uh, you know, it's not going to be that you are going to trial every time you're mad about a ticket. You do can't have, do that. Do we have time for another quick call here from Mike? Uh, sure. Something about a corporation, is it, or is it a corporate uh, type of thing, Mike? What's the question? Explain yourself. Uh, yeah, well, Mr. Fosman, thanks for taking my call. But, yeah, I'm wondering, what's the benefit of incorporating in a state other than you're, you're doing business in? For example, uh, one of my business partners likes to start up uh, an LLP out of Wyoming, and I'm, I'm just kind of confused why you would ever want to do that. Okay, well, that's something that happens a lot, actually. So if you 
incorporate. So we're talking about forming a limited liability company. The the big thing about Wyoming buzzword when you hear Wyoming LLC or a Nevada LLC is that you're into asset protection. So for for whatever reason, if your company has a lot of assets and you're trying to make it a little bit harder to sue you, then you would form an LLC in Wyoming, for example. And what happens there is that it's a little more an- anonymous than it is here in Texas. If you go, so they don't really know who to sue potentially. So you've got okay. your your company name, and maybe you've got, let's say you're, um, I don't know, I want, I'm going to make up a name. Let's say you're Tim LLC, and I register it in Wyoming, and I have a DBA here in Houston. So people know they're dealing with me through my DBA, and then they decide they want to sue me. So they're trying to look it up on the Texas Secretary of State database, and they're finding nothing, nada. And so then they've got to figure out where's where's my where's my company at? What state is it in? And how am I going to sue this Wyoming camp company that's doing business in Texas? Who owns the company? They probably don't have any clue who owns it. So then you got to go through the Wyoming Secretary of State and pull the records and pay for that. And then you're going to figure out finally who owns the Wyoming company. So what what do people do about that? Well, guess what? Then they take the Wyoming company and they make it be owned by a Nevada company. So then when you dig through the Wyoming company, you're like, oh, it's owned by, you know, this Nevada corporation. And who owns that? It's just you, it's a big runaround in circle. So asset protection is the purpose. There are some costs involved with that. It's going to run exactly like a Texas LLC, but you're just running through a bunch of hoops. You got to pay the Nevada price, which is more expensive. You got to hire a Nevada registered agent, a few hundred bucks a year. And then you're going to have to do business here in Texas, and that means that you are going to have to file some stuff with our state to let them know that you're running this Wyoming company in our state. So uh, I don't know what your purposes are for that, but a lot of times people just look it up online and they're thinking, you know, a Wyoming LLC is a lot better than a Texas one. And I I disagree. I wouldn't set up any Wyoming LLCs. I don't want to deal with Wyoming law. Okay. Fair enough. That's uh, that's kind of what I was leaning myself in my thoughts, but uh, you kind of confirmed it. I thank you so much for taking the call. Yeah, you're welcome. If it sounds a little crazy, I think, uh, or you just can't figure out why, I wouldn't do it for your business. That's, you know, it it sounds like, hey, I'm going to be doing business in Texas. I should get a Texas company. I am a Texas company. I want to uh, make sure everybody knows that. And I, in in general, if you're going to be doing business with people, I don't know about hiding the ball and just saying, you know, you can't find me if you've got a problem. I would make it a little clearer, especially in the days of social media, that if you've got a problem with me and my company, you know, give me a, give me a shout, and we can try to fix the problem before a lawsuit happens. Uh, otherwise, you end up with like a million Yelp reviews that are terrible, or or something even worse than that. I have time, or do you? Have, well, we have a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll just be quick. Of LLCs. I won't. I won't be so uh, long-winded. No, no, it makes sense. You, you, you make sense. Uh, it says, "What are my rights as a shareholder?" It's a Texas LLC company. Uh, he found and owned. Uh, well, he owns shares now of LLC. He's left the company in 2014. Haven't uh, earned any money. Everyone else has, but him. How do I go about getting my shares? Okay, so shares. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that means how do you get your shares of the money? So these other guys are your co-owners. They're getting paid some money because there are profits, and you, because you left the company, are not getting any money. So that seems unfair if you own some shares and they own some shares and they're getting some money. You should get some money. That's true. And, of course, you'd have to look at your company agreement, see what the deal is. Maybe they're performing work for the company and you're doing nothing because you left the company. And when you say left the company, I'm not sure if that means – that you sold your shares and you still think you're entitled to some money, which is not true because you don't own the company anymore uh, or, or something of that nature. So yeah, you've got a lawsuit on your hands for, for them not giving you the money that you're entitled to. If you o- still own portions of the company, if you still have a membership interest in the LLC, they're called members, then in, in the way it works is that – Whatever your company agreement says that's amongst you and your other members for the distribution of your profits at the end of the year is supposed to be followed. And if it's not, then there's a breach of the company agreement and you have a lawsuit for that to get your money. And that's the best thing I can tell you. I would I'm, – I'm, I assume you've already been asking for it. It's a little weird that I assume maybe – you're maybe you do distributions at the end of the year and that's why you're asking. You haven't been paid in two years. 
if you haven't said anything in two years and you haven't gotten any money, then you got another problem there. You better hurry up because there are, there's a, a thing called statute of limitations, and the longer you wait to assert your rights and file a lawsuit, you can lose those rights if you sleep on them. So when somebody wrongs you, get on it. File your case. Start being the squeaky wheel and assert yourself. Throw some letters out there. Hire a lawyer. Demand your 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 just allocation of the money. And if they've clearly been hosing you on what you're supposed to be getting, then it's going to be an easy case probably to win. We got some more letters, but how do they get a hold of you? How do they post these uh, questions that we're talking about? Uh, well, you can go to the Facebook page. There's number one. That's at Lawyered Radio. And I've been getting people sending me emails and things like that. And I kind of talk to you and let you know that this is an attorney-client relationship. I'm going to make this incredibly general. And that way we can cover your question and give you some good information. And you can listen to the podcast, which I put on iTunes and see what you got if you can't listen to it live. So we're going to go into our break when we get right back. I think we've got some more of those questions, and if we get any more calls, we'll take them as well. Got a question for Tim? Phone lines are open. 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Are you a business owner using contracts you found online and Google for free legal advice? Don't settle for second-rate legal counsel. You need a custom contract to protect your business. With the right contract language, you can protect your company and the deals you make with third parties. And if something gets misinterpreted, your contract can help you find a quick resolution to your dispute. Attorney Tim Sutherland can help you identify your goals and can draft, review, and negotiate contracts that help you achieve those goals. The right advice can help neutralize risks before they become big problems. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session to get your business on the right track. Go to businesslegaltx.com now. Don't wait. Here's some other good reasons to go to businesslegaltx.com. Maybe some of you are finally starting up a business from that lifelong passion you've always had. Or maybe you came up with a great idea just last week that you're eager to monetize. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session and get your business on the right track. You supply the talent, ideas, and ambition. We'll supply the legal guidance to help your startup with formation, IP protection, and growth strategies. Go to businesslegaltx.com now and set up a free meeting to plan for your business today. Finally, now Texans have a less expensive, much smarter way to buy electricity. Even better, it's 100% renewable. Today, Tri-Eagle Energy is proud to announce the opportunity for less than 1,000 Texas households to purchase solar energy from our local solar farm for less than 50 bucks per month. We simply send solar energy from our solar farm to the grid, which powers your home or apartment for as low as $49.50 per month. This fixed low rate is guaranteed for the next five years, and there's zero installation necessary. The fact is, the U.S. Energy Information Administration predicts Texas electric rates will nearly double over the next 20 years. Call 800-815-8729 today for 100% renewable energy that will protect you from increasing electricity costs. We expect the solar farm to be completely sold out. So call now to secure your personal solar license at 800-815-8729 today. That's 800-815-8729. You can obtain important standardized information that will allow you to compare this product with other offers. The older I get, the less I like getting ripped off. Hi, I'm George Ganslin, owner of Hearing Aids of Texas. Every day, people bring me their hearing aids acquired from a doctor, and then they want me to make them work right. Gathering the case history, I find that not only are they not fitted well, but they were charged five or $6,000. Here's the question. Where's the value? My acquisition costs for these aids are about $800, while they marked it up an additional $2,000, which you could call labor. And now you still have to pay me to get it right. Using my unique SPL testing method, I'm able to bring out the best performance in your hearing. Call me at 281-530-8300 and get it right the first time. That phone call will save you thousands in time, money, and gasoline. Hearing Aids of Texas. That's Hearing Aids of Texas, open now in Conroe at Highway 45 and FM 1097. Call Hearing Aids of Texas to set up your free SPL test at 281-530-8300. 
Welcome back to Lawyered. I'm Tim Sutherland, and this is a law show where we talk about legal news and take your legal questions. Running out of time here, but if you want to call in, 281-558-5738, we can discuss your legal questions. During the break, we had uh, Mr. Jim, who called in from Montgomery, and wanted to know about the United incident where that Mr. David Dow, the young or the doctor, I guess he's 50 or so, was dragged off of the plane because he would not voluntarily get off. He had to get back to his patients the next day. And he didn't jump off the plane when United offered to uh, pay $800 to the customers to get off and uh, miss their flight, get bumped, and all that stuff. So what could he do was the question. Uh, Well, you can obviously sue, of course. And he has hired an entire team of lawyers And they held a press conference, and one of the things I noticed from their press conference is that they said, we owe each other an ordinary care standard, which means negligence. That's a a standard civil lawsuit for negligence. And so he'd be asking that the airline be held to the highest standards because they're a common carrier. They carry people. They need to protect their people, make sure they don't get injured. And he said that they did not do this in this case. So... Um, they all, he also used the, the phrase force of violence, which is a, an assault type term where you're committing an intentional action to hurt someone. And generally, as you can imagine, the law protects us from being injured, from having our things taken. Those are basic constitutional principles that you can't be going around hurting people. You can't be taking people's property. And obviously, when you get kicked off an airline that you paid your flight, uh, that's, that's both. So he got beat and he uh, lost his, his ticket. So uh, if I had to guess, what's the actual result of this is that you're not going to see a lawsuit because they're going to meet in a conference room, him and United and his 10 lawyers that have their uh, mouths salivating for their enormous attorney's fees when they take 40 percent or 50 percent of his money. And they're going to slide him a blank check and say, pick a number, any number and write it. And please tell the media and everyone on social media that we handled this and we apologized and that we're very, very sorry because our business has taken a billion-dollar loss in stock prices. I mean, United doesn't want to be dragged in the mud any longer than possible. Yeah, they got to get out. They have no choice but to settle, even if it's an incredibly high number. You can't go too high because the damages aren't going to be too high, but they can get exemplary damages maybe for the intentional actions and— uh, that's the problem. So the settlement value is going to be really high. It's going to be confidential, so you'll never know about it, and it's just going to go away, and the lawyers aren't going to be able to talk about it, and Mr. David Dow won't be able to talk about it, but you won't hear anything more about this unless it happens again. Which I bet you it doesn't for a while. No, I, I don't think anything's ever going to happen in an airline again because everyone is worried about this happening to them. So, uh, yeah, that's this is probably the end of this story, I would say. unless Unless his lawyers really smell blood in the water and united has a, a very a, a sticking point that they think is very fair like if they offered 20 million dollars which is so fair you could beat me almost to death for 20 million dollars i'd be a happy guy and if they offer that and his lawyers are like whoa 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 i can get you a hundred you know don't settle i can i promise you i can get you more if they're willing to pay you 20 now just let me start beating them in the social media in the in the media after we file this lawsuit and then i'll get you 30 and then, of course, it's worth filing it if you can get a few more million dollars. These aren't—it's not joke money. That's, ch- that's change compared to about three or four hundred million they've lost in their stock already. Right? It is, and so if they can spin in the settlement deal, if they wanted to, they could make it not confidential, and they could—you can do just about anything. You could say, "Look, I'm going to give you this money, but if I'm going to—if you're going to be running around with millions of my dollars, then you're going to take your butt in front of the cameras after this, and you're going to say anything I want you to. You're my little puppet now." And so I want you to say that you're the one that did wrong here. Take the blame. Or no, here's my offer. I'll give you $5 million, uh, and it's confidential. I'll give you $10 million, though, if you get up in the camera and say that you defied us, that you did an action of, conf- of, of defiance, and that this was all your fault, and you, know, you did it intentionally as a PR stunt. You're a lot, you know, you're whatever. Oh, yeah. It, it, that, yeah. that would be smart. <laughs> and if you, if you got millions of dollars and you want to save your company and— then and get some better publicity. Maybe that's a good idea. But you know, people don't do traditional things like that because they're very uptight and very. I, mean, I don't want to say by the book, but they're just thinking that every settlement's confidential and all this stuff. And you know, nothing stops you from making ridiculous offers like that. It's just uh, these old school lawyers don't do it. 
Are you ready? We got a few sure. more. Sure. What do we got on time? We got a few uh, we got minutes. About five minutes, maybe. All right, let's go. Okay. Uh, contract. Uh, this has to do with a signed contract. Uh, can I get out of it because you can't afford the payments? Uh, okay. Well, that's that's a problem for you, obviously. But you're probably not going to be able to get out of a contract because you can't afford to pay for it. Uh, you shouldn't have signed it. Okay. Unless something unforeseen happened to you, and now you all of a sudden can't afford it. Maybe you lost your job or somebody in your family got injured and you're taking care of them, then I, you know, I have some sympathy for you. But once you sign it, those are the terms. If you've agreed to pay the money on a certain date, it's assumed that you read the contract, you agreed to it, and you're going to make the payments. If you don't, that's a breach of contract. You get sued for it. And not only are you going to pay the amount that you already agreed to pay, but you're also going to pay their attorney's fees. So that can balloon up real quick. So not a good idea. All right. There, uh, this is about oral contract in Texas. Why did my real estate school say there are no verbal contracts? So an oral contract, yes, you can have an oral contract, but there are certain areas of uh, contracting, signing contracts with people that you can't have an oral contract. And I'm guessing that because it's a real estate course that whoever the person was that was instructing you, probably not a lawyer, probably just has a very blanket rule and says uh, no oral contracts for you guys in real estate, which is a true statement, you real estate requires it to be in writing. So if you're going to make real estate deals or deals involving property and houses and things like that and renting, then you got to put it in writing. And if you're a real estate broker, you got to put it in writing as well. So and that's so you don't just get hosed on your property. So oh, I sold my house orally, and some guy shows up saying you agreed to sell me your house for twenty grand and it's worth a hundred grand, and you're in a court case fighting. The he said, she said. So it's got to be in writing. Here's a Texas uh, question. Can I get married in this state if I have a felony conviction? Yes, you can get married. Even if you have a felony, you may have trouble getting someone to marry you if they care about that felony, if it's something repulsive, but you have a right to get married, even if you have a felony conviction. Even people who are terrible people get to get married. There are Supreme Court opinions on uh, your right to marriage. They're all made for each other. Yep. Uh, canceling a contract with my lawyer. Uh, they signed a, a, con a contract two days after uh, the loss of a husband in a car crash. A lawyer sent me a letter in contract, and I get out of the contract. She wants a, she wants a better lawyer. Okay, so uh, any attorney fee agreement is going to govern this. If you don't have an attorney fee agreement, you got this guy. Uh, you've got to have a written fee agreement with an attorney in Texas for it to be enforceable. Or you're definitely out because there's no agreement. Uh, and that would be unethical by the attorney. If you do have an agreement, read it. There's a good idea if you sign a contract. Read it, and there's going to be a termination clause, and it's going to say how you get out. Any client can terminate their lawyer for any reason under the sun. Uh, you can do that. You have a right in Texas to do that. And uh, you just got to follow the provisions of the contract. Now, just because you fire them doesn't mean you don't owe them any money. So it's a personal injury suit. I don't know what you'd owe them. If they haven't done any work yet, you don't owe them any money. So uh, I would just tell them you're terminating and see what happens there. Uh, if, if, if you terminate and they've done a year of work, then you're in trouble to put a lien on your personal injury recovery. But yes, you can terminate. And uh, if you're asking for a better lawyer, uh, you know, that's you just hired the guy. You don't know what he's going to do or what he's capable of. So I would just, I think you're being a jerk, but it happens, right? So uh, yeah, read your contract and go based on that if you really want to get rid of the guy. You should have an attorney you like and that you trust and that you know is going after your interests. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week on Lawyered. I appreciate you listening. We're going to be back next week at the same time, three to four on KSEV with me, Tim Sutherland, to go through the top legal stories and to take your calls and emails that you send throughout the week. You can get in touch with us on Facebook and check out the page and podcast. Uh, both of them are at Lawyered Radio and send us your questions that you have that you'd like to hear about throughout the show. We'll talk to you next week.